At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A woman from Lilo. Welcome to Love Me Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. And we do have a great podcast for you. It's in the second segment. Going to be joined by Matt Paul. He does pre and post game work. Over there with the Milwaukee Brewers, a man that is dialed into the game of baseball in general. He's going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be talking about the landscape of the National League Central. Just how terrible are these Cincinnati Reds? What can we expect from them in their series against the Milwaukee Brewers? How good are the St. Louis Cardinals? And he's also going to be sharing with us how our good friend Angel Hernandez wound up scoring on Sunday Night Baseball and how the MLB evaluated him should probably have you concerned. So there's your hook there. And then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. You've got one or two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNIT underscore one Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter. Size per usual. Please just send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we did wind up having a great day of baseball on Sunday as 
Overs wound up making a little bit of a rally, so let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Entering into Sunday Night Baseball, overs were actually 11-3 and on the day. I'm recording this, the front half, as Sunday Night Baseball is going on. But with that said, one of the unders that we wound up seeing was in Cubs-Brewers. We'll be talking more about the Cubs and the Brewers with Matt Pauly on the other side. But Cubs get it done by a count of 2-0 to as Patrick Wisdom used his wisdom to take one Corbin Burns deep. His fourth home run season and for the Brewers. Nobody in this game that saw that bat aside from Austin Jackson who's got seven at-bats this season. Hitting above a 250. That's a little bit of an issue. Burns, not a lot of run support. Gives up two runs over the course of seven innings including that homer. Brent Suter, John L. Gustave both give you a scoreless inning but Nothing doing for this Brewers lineup. Just two hits off of Marcus Stroman over the course of seven innings who had been struggling prior to this. Rowan Wick and Daniel Robertson. They combined to be able to give you two scoreless innings and they're able to get the job done there. You did wind up seeing a low scoring game between the Padres and the Pirates as the Pirates walked the plank to a loss by a count of 5-2. to two. Joe Musgrove, the former Pirate, Seven innings, gives up one run in the process. You did wind up having a run given up by Robert Suarez, who did not wind up getting it out in this one, but you did have Tim Mill, Tyler Rogers, be able to clean up his mess. The Padres do wind up going four of ten with Ben in scoring position, and for Mitch Keller, actually a solid start here. He gives up one run over the course of six innings, but then from there, you wind up having a trio of errors. Keller had his own error. Cole Tucker winds up having an error, and then you wind up having two unearned runs by Chase Young off of his own throwing error, which I always think that you need to do a better job of crediting these to the pitcher, because when you wind up giving up 100 runs on your own error, I don't know what to tell you there, but Chris Dragon gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning. DeYoung wound up going two innings with those 200 runs, by the way, and Miguel Yejur was able to give you an out of the bullpen, so Pirates, they now find themselves at 9-13. and 13. The Minnesota Twins find themselves with a pair of wins over the Rays, and now they are 13-9. 9-3 the final is. Right now, if you're looking at the MVP race, I think that there's some value here on Byron Buxton. Seventh home run of the season. That is, I believe, third out there in the American League, despite the fact that he's missed six games. And for the Twins, they do wind up going 6-14 of 14 with men in scoring position, as it was the MLB debut of Josh Winder. And the only thing that the Rays were getting were wind in this one. They strike out seven times, and they get zero runs. He did have Tyre Duffy give up a run in an inning out of the bullpen, and then Cole Sands in his MLB debut just wind up giving up two runs to two innings, but a nice winner for the Minnesota Twins as Josh Fleming gives up six runs, five of which were earned, including that bomb in three and two-thirds innings, and Robert Duggar, the MVP of the bullpen for the Tampa Bay Rays, fills five and a third innings, giving up three runs, so he was out there, you wind up sort of wearing it for the Tampa Bay Rays, so credit to him. One of the unders that we wound up seeing was actually in Astros versus Blue Jays as well as the Jays. I will get it done by a count of 3-2. This was scoreless through five innings, by the way, and for the Houston Astros, they do wind up going 2-8 with men in scoring position from Bervaldas. Not a bad start here. It goes six and a third innings. Gives up three runs on two hits, and he only wound up having two walks, as big thing was Bo Bichette was able to get a three-run bomb his third home run season, and Kevin Gosman, he continues to keep it clean. He has yet to give up a home run or a walk this season. Ten strikeouts, gives up two runs over the course of seven innings. Tim Mazza, Jordan Romano, they both give you a scoreless setting, and for the bullpen of the Houston Astros. Hector Nairns gives you a pair of outs out of the bullpen. Phil Mayton a scoreless inning. You wind up having the Baltimore Orioles explode with their offense against the Boston Red Sox. 9-5. The Orioles are able to get it done and 
for Baltimore. They have now won back-to-back games, and they've been able to get some solid pitching all season long. They did wind up having a nice start out of Jordan Lyles, giving up one run over the course of six innings. Now, Travis Lankins came in for long relief, and it wasn't very relieving. He gives up four runs over the course of two and a third innings as going deep off of him. J.D. Martinez, second home run season as the Red Sox wind up stranding 10 men on base in this one, and Nick Pavetta, not long for this game, gives up three runs over the course of four and a third innings. Phillips Valdez has been relatively reliable out there in that Red Sox bullpen. Got destroyed, giving up four runs of two innings. Cutter Crawford, he gives up two runs while not getting a single out. Austin Davis and Akaza Sadamoto both give you an out of the bullpen. And Kevin Ploiecki comes in to pitch a scoreless inning for the Baltimore Orioles. He did wind up having Joy Kribo give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen as Runet Odor gets his first home run season for the Orioles. They now have 11 on the season. The only team that has fewer home runs this campaign, that'd be the Detroit Tigers as they fall to the LA Dodgers by a count of 6-3 and Hey, for the Tigers, they were able to get a pair of bombs. Miguel Cabrera was able to get his first home run season off of Phil Bickford and Jameer Candelario, his first of the season off of Justin Brule. For Bickford, he winds up giving up two runs over the course of an inning, including that home run, and Brule gives up a solo home run. He only wound up getting one out of the bullpen before Craig Kimbrell gets the final two outs for a save. Walker Buehler saw it in this one, five scoreless innings, and then you had Tommy Camely. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. And Alex Vesia both give you a scoreless inning. And for the Dodgers, no home runs, but they did a solid job taking advantage of a pair of Detroit Tigers errors as Javi Baez now has three on the season as Eduardo Rodriguez has not been working out for the Tigers this far. Gives up six runs, four of which were earned over the course of his start and has now given up at least three runs in all five of his starts with the Tigers as he went five and two-thirds innings. Drew Richardson gives you one and a third innings out of the bullpen and Andrew Chafin a scoreless inning for him, but Tigers now seven and 14. Fortunately, for those of us that wound up taking them at $3 on Saturday, they were able to get that done. The Oakland A's, they were unable to get it done on Sunday as they wind up losing to the Cleveland Guardians by a count of 7-3. James Caprillion winds up making his first start of the year and did not look like himself, giving up four runs over the course of two innings. From there, you do wind up having Mr. Jacob Lemoyne come in for three and a third innings, giving up three runs, two of which were earned Justin Grimm. One and two-thirds innings scoreless, and Adam Clareric. It will give you two scoreless innings, but Oakland A's offense still has been relatively rough as Tristan McKenzie, a terrific start. Just one walk in six and a third innings, no run surrender. All the runs wound up coming off of Anthony Goss, who winds up giving up three runs, gets just one out. You do wind up having Brian Shaw and Trevor Stephen both give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen, and Eli Morgan, a scoreless setting. So the Cleveland Guardians were able to take two of three from the Oakland A's in that series. The Washington Nationals won the bigger underdogs to be able to cash. 11 of 5, they wind up being able to get it done as Alex Cobb. He was dealing with a little bit of an injury and seems to be a theme this year. And typically it is something that you want to take a look at with regards to your handicap, but it feels like it's on steroids this year. Guys coming off the injured list have looked terrible. Now, Alex Cobb, he was hurt by a fielding error in this one as well as he does wind up giving up five runs while getting two outs. Only one of those was earned, but still... Not a good start. Sam Long from there has to come in for two and a third inning scoreless. You do end up having Jarlon Garcia give you one and two thirds inning scoreless. Junior Marte winds up coming in. He goes one and a third innings, giving up two runs. Tyler Beatty run give it up in an inning, and Jake McGee gives up three runs in an inning before Camilo Duvall is able to close it out for a scoreless inning. But for the Giants. They give up 11 runs despite not giving up a single home run for the Washington Nationals. Solid start here from Josiah Gray. Six scoreless settings. Bullpen not necessarily too trustworthy. Victor Arano and Kyle Finnegan combined to give up five runs while getting two outs, but Steve Ciszek one and a third inning scoreless, and Tanner Rainey Amber Rain it in. He's able to give you a scoreless inning. The Cincinnati Reds, and we're going to be talking about just how terrible this team has been. They wind up getting destroyed again. 
They have now lost 17 out of their last 18 games as they fall to the Rockies 7-1. I think that they've covered the run line twice in this current stretch as for the Cincinnati Reds. Brandon Drury got the lone run of the game. Fourth home run of the season. Solo shot of Kyle Freeland, who is solid. Gives up that solo run over the course of seven innings. Robert Stevenson, Carlos Aceves. Both are able to give you scoreless innings. And for the Colorado Rockies, they wind up having a pair of bombs. Randall Gritchick goes deep off of Art Warren. Third home run season. And CJ Crone goes deep off of Riviera San Martin. His eighth home run season. And Mr. San Martin probably should not be pitching at the big leagues alert right now. He got two outs and he gave up six runs, all of which were earned. His ERA is a 1378. Boy, that is not great. Buck Farmer from there, well, he winds up giving up three runs, two of which were earned over the course of one and two-thirds innings, and he did have Art Warren give up that solo home run, but I mean, the rest of the bullpen was actually solid. He gave up one run in an inning, Tony Santian, along with Alexis Diaz, Luis Sessa. They give you a scoreless setting and Hunter Circle in two scoreless settings. Problem is, the Cincinnati Reds wound up losing by nine once again. The Walker, Texas Rangers. They wind up taking down the Atlanta Braves by kind of seven to three for the Bravos. You wind up having not a lot of power in this one. One of them dying with Ben in scoring position and Kyle Muller got the start and the Braves, well, they mulled this decision and it wasn't a good one. He gives up six walks while getting eight outs, giving up seven runs in total. From there, the rest of the guys wind up doing their job as you got three scoreless innings out of Jackson Steven. Jesse Chavez gives you an out of the bullpen. Darren O'Dale was able to give you a scoreless inning along with William Woods, but Muller just wanted giving a cataclysmically bad start in for Taylor Hearn. He was on in this one. Does give up three walks and four hits over the course of five innings, two earned runs in total, but was able to hold it down. Matt give you some more. He was able to give you some more. Two scoreless innings, and then John King, Matt Bush, able to give you scoreless innings. So the Rangers able to get it done out there. The Arizona Diamondbacks were looking to win as a underdog of plus 145 or greater for the fifth time in six days, and they were leading going into the bottom of the seventh, but a four spot for the Cardinals gets it done for them. Seven to five, the final. Cardinals, by the way, have now played seven out of their last nine home games over the total as for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Some deep balls in this one. Jordan Luplo, first and second home runs of the season. Christian Walker, fourth home runs of the season. And Nick Ahmed, he winds up going deep for his third home run season. The home runs that were given up early, those were by Jordan Nix, who winds up getting a start three and a third innings, giving up two runs, two solo home runs. From there, you do wind up having Andre Palati give up a home run, one run in total over the course of one and two-thirds innings. Nick Wickren, he gives up a run in an inning. Genesis Cabrera gives up one of those bombs as well. He wanted going two-thirds of an inning, but Cody Whitley is able to give you an out of the bullpen. And Ryan Elsley, a two-inning save as he winds up giving up no runs in his two innings. And for Harrison Bader, he goes deep off of Keenan Middleton, and so does Nolan Arenado. Arenado, sixth home run season. Bader is first as both come in the seventh inning as Zach Davies, a relatively solid start, was hurt by his own fielding error, but two unearned runs give it up over the course of five innings. Taylor Widener gives up a run while going just a third of an inning, and then you do wind up having two runs given up in an inning by Kyle Nelson, but it was Middleton. Goes for two outs, gives up those two solo home runs. That wound up costing this team, and then Caleb Smith, he is able to give you a scoreless inning. So the Cardinals able to get it done out there. The New York Yankees use a little bit of a late rally and some Aaron Judge power to be able to get it done by kind of six of four. The Royals were actually up in this game by kind of four to one going into the fifth inning, and then Aaron Judge wound up taking control. He winds up getting his seventh and eighth home runs of the season, goes deep off of Daniel Lynch for the first one, and then Josh Samount for number two for Samount. He comes on, he gives up that solo run in an inning of work. He did have Scott Barlow give you two scoreless innings, but Dylan Coleman, he comes out of the bullpen, gets no outs, gives up two runs. That's not great. Taylor Clark does wind up giving you a scoreless inning, but for Daniel Lynch, gets a start, gives up three runs over the course of five innings, and 
For the New York Yankees, the start that Luis Severino gave, not so great itself, giving up four runs, three of which were earned over the course of five innings, including home run going deep for the Kansas City Royals. Michael A. Taylor, second home run season, but the bullpen of the Yankees has been one of the best out there in the big leagues and continued to be Michael King, Lucas Lukey. They combined to be able to give you two scoreless innings, and then Clark Schmidt and Aroldis Chapman able to come on for scoreless innings. So the Yankees now 16-6, and and all of a sudden, this is a Yankees team that has really been able to get it rolling as this is a team that they are all of a sudden riding, I believe now, a nine-game win streak. So give the Yankees credit. They have been able to heat up in a big way. The DK Nation big water coming through, though. If you were looking to be able to drop some water away for beach season, well, you will got no sweat remaining in your body after this one. 6-5 the final as the Angels were up 6-0 going into the bottom of the ninth inning. White Sox score five runs. One of those runs comes on an infield single that wound up going to review and wound up being called a single. And the Angels, I believe, wound up leaving the bases loaded as Michael Lorenzen goes eight scoreless innings. He comes out for the ninth. Winds up getting one out before he is yanked, giving up three runs in the process. Rossiel Glacius gives up two runs in a third of an inning. And Ryan Tapero has to come on to put out the fire as for the Angels. He did have Mike Trout get home run, sixth home run of the season. And Operation Fade Dallas Keiko was a success. He goes five innings, giving up four runs all of which were earned on five walks. It's a big issue when you wind up getting one strikeout in five walks. From there, Ryan Burr and Jose Ruiz were able to give you a scoreless inning. You do wind up having two runs given up in one and third innings by Tanner Banks, and then Matt Foster was able to get a pair of outs out of the bullpen, but for the Angels, they've now been able to win seven out of their last eight games, and for the White Sox, I believe that they have now lost seven out of their last nine. So, not going well for them. It is going well, though, for the Seattle Mariners. They wind up taking down the Miami Marlins by a count of 7-3, and Logan Gilbert continues to be terrific. He gives up one run over the course of five and two-thirds innings, which rose his ERA to a 0.64 as he did wind up giving up a solo run in this one. Going deep for the Miami Marlins, that would be Mr. Brian Anderson, his first home run season. And then you would have Matthew Fessa going up to Orde Soler. Soler's third home run season for Fessa. Gives up one run in an inning. Your second rider was able to give you a scoreless inning. Eric Swanson gets an out out of the bullpen. And then he did wind up having a run in an inning given up by Andres Munoz. But for the Seattle Mariners, pair of bombs of their own as Sandy Alcantara winds up giving one up to J.P. Crawford, who all of a sudden has been able to get a little bit of power. His fourth home run season. And then you do wind up having one Julio Rodriguez be able to get his first career home run for Alcatra. Not a great start for him. Gives up five runs over the course of five and two-thirds innings. He entered with a sub-two ERA into this one. Stephen O'Kurt, he winds up giving you an out of the bullpen. Lewis Head, Richard Blyer, they both give you a scoreless inning. And then Zach Pop wasn't popping for him as he does wind up giving up two runs over the course of his inning of work. And then on Sunday Night Baseball, it was the Mets who were able to get the job done. They take down the Philadelphia Phillies by a count of 10-6. Some very good plays in this game, by the way. Mad Max Scherzer, he does wind up giving up a few runs in this one. Four in total over the course of six innings, including three home runs. Ball was flying out on this night. Bryce Harper, fourth home run season. Kyle Schwarber goes deep not once but twice. Sixth and seventh home runs of the campaign. And then Yohan Camargo, he was able to a go-go. Being able to get a second home run of the season, that comes off of Yohan Lopez. Lopez gives up two runs in an inning. And Joey Rodriguez, Seth Lugo, they come in for a pair of scoreless innings. Before the Philadelphia Phillies, Zach Eflin, well, he was Eflin awful. Six runs given up over the course of five innings for Mr. Eflin. And then from there, you do have Jordan Norwood giving up three runs, two of which were earned over the course of a third of an inning. Christopher Sanchez is able to give you five outs, gives up a run out of the bullpen. And Jose Alvarado, a pair of outs, Brad Hand. He was able to give you a scoreless setting as well. And for the Phillies, they go 1 of 3 with men in scoring position and score 6 runs. And for the Metropolitans, 6 of 16 with men in scoring position with Jeff McNeil and Dom Smith, both being able to have 4-hit games. So you did wind up seeing 
the overs wind up doing a very solid job. In Major League Baseball on Sunday, 12 in total do wind up hitting, but if you're still taking a look at Major League Baseball for the season, been a rough year for overs. 57.1% of games have one under the total, 178 unders, 134 overs, and what I also think is very intriguing, favorites not being able to cover the run line because favorites, 203 wins straight up, just 154 on the run line, so that means that 49 wins have been by approximately one run, 40 of them have come in home games. As home favorites, you take a look at what they've been able to do with regards to a run line standpoint. 92 and 120. Meanwhile, home teams straight up with regards to being favorites, Warren 32 and 84. And by the way, road favorites, they're now 71 and 42 and 62 of those wins have covered the run line as well. So pretty interesting to take a look at that. And we're going to be diving into the NL Central next with one of our good friends, Matt Paul. He does a great job doing pre and post game work with the Milwaukee Brewers. And he's going to be joining me next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Dave Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Easton Family Podcast, and it is great to be joined by our guest as Matt Polly does absolutely terrific work as the Milwaukee Brewers pre- and post-game host. 
He does that over there at 620 WTMJ for the most part. We'll do a little bit of work on ESPN in Milwaukee, especially when you've got Milwaukee Bucks playoff games as well, because that's a big deal over there in that city as well. But that said, Matt does a wide variety of things. He does some play-by-play work when it's not baseball season for the UW-Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball team. And if you've heard his voice before, it's probably because he does a lot of updates over there at Sports Map Radio as well. And to be able to follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Pauly on air altogether. Pauly spelled P-A-U-L-E-Y. And Matt, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Glad to be on. Glad to bring in the month of May. It's a good time right now. It is a very good time, and I can tell you right now, things have been getting much better for the Milwaukee Brewers in recent weeks. I just take a look at, with my eyes, this Brewers team, and even though the record isn't too different from what it was a few weeks ago with regards to the win percentage, I think that things have <laughs> just really been reined in in general with this Milwaukee Brewers team. They do wind up getting shut out on Sunday, but that said, prior to that, a combined 20 runs in those first two games of the series with the Chicago Cubs. The bullpen has been looking relatively solid for this Brewers team as well. It just feels like things are starting to click a little bit more. Offense still leaves a little bit of something to be desired, but by and large, like what I've seen out of this Brewers team the last two or so weeks. Yeah, I think the offensive consistency is still not there. It was really good to see them score the 20 runs in the first two games against the Cubs, and they hit a lot of home runs. I think it was nine home runs between those two games as well, and they had not hit a whole lot of home runs this year. Really nobody in Major League Baseball is hitting a whole lot of home runs this year, but that's a, probably a different story for a different time. I still don't know how good of an offensive club they are. When they beat the Pirates, or when they play the Pirates, they beat the Pirates. They just took two out of three from a Cubs team that I thought more of when I saw them in the first weekend than I did just now. I think the Cubs were not impressive. You mentioned the Reds. That's the next team that's going to be coming in, and they literally look like one of the worst teams in the history of baseball here through the first month of the season. The big question is, what are the Brewers going to do when they match up against the Cardinals as far as divisional games? And what are they going to do when they meet up against some of the better teams in the National League? They had a one-off game against the San Francisco Giants. You don't judge anything on one game, and that game was even tougher to judge on. Well, for a few reasons, they were just—it was a makeup game in the middle of a road trip, so they had to fly back into Milwaukee for one single game and then fly back out to the state of Pennsylvania between series against Philly and Pittsburgh. And also, they didn't have two of their high-leverage guys available for that game, and Josh Hader and Devin Williams. So, yeah, it's a month into the season. There's an okay sample size at this point, but I still have a really hard time evaluating just how good this team is from an offensive side. From a pitching side, we know if they're not the best team in the National League from pitching, they are one of the best. I don't think there's a team in baseball that can touch the rotation that the Brewers are putting out right now. Yeah, and when it comes to the Brewers, you mentioned it with the offense. There's not a single guy that's gotten at least 10 at-bats that's hitting above a 250 right now. That is an issue, but they honestly aren't even in the bottom three with regards to batting average in the National League because Teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds do exist. And how about if we touch upon the Reds right about now as well? Because you brought it up. I I have never seen a team look so bad so early in the season. They've lost 17 out of their last 18 games. Out of those 17 losses, I think that 15 of them have been by multiple runs. I, this is something that you typically wind up seeing from a team that they just got themselves at the trade deadline. They just wind up giving away every single player. The war of attrition winds up taking over. Now the Brewers, starting on Tuesday, they wind up getting a Reds team that they are on pace to be one of the most historically bad teams I've ever seen. I thought there might be a little bit of upside with the Reds if they had Luis Castillo and company out there, but man, I don't know what you make out of this Reds team, but 
literally the phrase, nothing is going right, is very fitting right now. Greg, you look at their record. As we're recording this, they're 3-19. and 19. That looks like a misprint. Three and they went to, to start the year. Yeah. How does a team go 3-19? and 19? It's kind of funny, and, and I don't say this to, like, say you're wrong. I say this to just kind of point out the lunacy of it all. The last time I talked to you, or one of the last couple times I talked to you, one of our discussion went down the path of who's the third best team in the division. We were in agreement that the Pirates were the worst team in the division. Brewers and Cardinals were in that top two spots, and we were trying to go, okay, is it going to be the, is it the Cubs or is it the Reds in that number three spot? And I said, I think the Cubs are probably a little bit better than the Reds. And you said, I think the Reds are a little bit better than the Cubs. We're both wrong because the Reds are clearly the worst team in the division. And maybe we can actually have that discussion now about Pirates versus Cubs. I think the Pirates are a little bit better than anybody expected them to be this year. And they've done a nice job, you know, finding some ways to win some games late. But I mean, getting back to your point and your question about the Reds, it's remarkable how bad they are, and they had a bad offseason. They got rid of a lot more than they brought in. Their ownership group is not exactly committed to winning, and there were some unfortunate statements that were made on the day of their opening day that basically challenged fans to go elsewhere. Then there was videos that came out where fans are going to the ballpark with bags on their heads, and they're being told that they have to take those off. I mean, it's just on-field, off-field, everything. The Oakland A's are like saying thank you to the Cincinnati Reds right now because we'd be focusing on how bad things are for Oakland. And there's been a little bit of focus on that because of how bad their attendance numbers have been. But my goodness, Cincinnati, it is a disaster of all disasters. Oh, gosh. I mean, this is just a case in which I don't know if we can really fairly judge the Milwaukee Brewers off of what we're going to be seeing the first month plus of the season as well as a result because I mean, you were just talking about the Brewers. They did a good job of being able to beat up on the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's hard to judge them off that one game against San Francisco. They've looked relatively solid against the Cubs, but I think that we're in agreement. The Cubs, they're a bottom half of the league team. I will say offense has looked halfway decent for the Chicago Cubs. That bullpen, not necessarily so great, but now it's going to be a case in which the Brewers, they've just played so many of these bad teams. Even that game that we wound up seeing on Sunday Night Baseball against the Philadelphia Phillies, hard to take too much away from that because you wound up having home plate umpire Angel Hernandez called literally one of the worst games we've ever seen in our lives. So typically when it's this time of year, we're starting to get a little bit of a sample size on teams. It's still a little bit out there in the cold, but I think we're going to need more of a sample size with the Brewers than pretty much any other team before we can make a true assessment of them as a result of all this. Yeah, I think so. I just kind of a sidebar that I think your listeners would be interested to know. I had an interview this past week with longtime umpire Joe West. To blatant plug for it, it's uh, people can find it on my podcast feed at WTMJ.com. I think it's a really interesting conversation. You're going to be shocked, I think, what I'm about to tell you. Joe still gets access to the report cards that are given to umpires after every single game. And I asked him about that Angel Hernandez game from Sunday Night Baseball because all the social media posts had Hernandez at about 85% in terms of getting balls and strikes correct. And 85% is a horrible number. The Major League Baseball grading curve is different than what those social media posts are. I was talking to somebody else. I guess the margin of error on the strike zone by being graded by Major League Baseball is about two extra inches all the way around the zone. Major League Baseball, according to Joe West, gave Angel Hernandez a grade of 96% (laughs) from Sunday Night Baseball. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when he told me that because we all watched it. And he did, uh, 
No, like the Angel Hernandez had a bad night. Now I actually think that the strike three call that Kyle Schwarber went crazy on, I thought that was an iffy pitch. Like it was probably a ball, but it wasn't like this horrendous call. But he had a lot of horrendous the Schwarber was getting frustrated after a long day of some bad calls and then was, you know, kind of just waiting for that iffy call. And in that time, in that place, that's probably not a time to call strike three. There's multiple problems there, Greg. A that Major League Baseball is grading umpires where that performance on Sunday night from Angel Hernandez can get him a ninety-six percent. That's problem number one. And then problem number two is the fact that Major League Baseball is not more transparent about how they are judging their umpires because it's not fair to umpires when we're seeing the social media report card saying 85% and Major League Baseball saying 96%. Major League Baseball should be fully transparent about how they grade out these umpires. Oh, yeah, I am right there with you. And I mean, the fact that that's a 96%. I mean, it's like saying two plus two equals five and getting yeah. an A on a math test. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, good grief. I'm in disbelief as to what you just wound up telling me, Matt, as we do have Matt Polly joining me on the podcast. And that is a podcast that is very much worth listening to right there. And Matt, what else is going to be worth watching throughout the season is going to be this National League Central as well, because we've talked a lot about the Milwaukee Brewers. A little bit of a jury's out situation there. So far, so good. And I think we can make a judgment that the Reds are going to be pretty bad this year, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting out of the St. Louis Cardinals because they had a relatively tough series against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that maybe they aren't going to be so terrible this year because they've got some decent pitching, but I do take a look at the Cardinals and you were spot on when you wanted coming on this podcast and saying that you had a lot of faith in the hitting as six out of the last eight games for those that are looking at it at home for the Cardinals have wound up going over the total, but I take a look at this Cardinals team and I like what I'm seeing right now. Now, injuries could wind up catching up with the team, but I'm not sure what you've made out of the Cardinals thus far, but I've been impressed by them, and I would say that they're one of the better surprises in a good way to this early part of the season. Yeah, I think so. Their hitting has been pretty much what I expected it to be. Their pitching has been a little better. Wainwright began the season kind of as that number one starter, and he's been hit or miss, and that's what you're going to get probably from a guy at that age. The hitting can really carry on. The pitching is doing, I think, a little bit more than I expected them to do. One of the guys to watch out for, they've got this guy at AAA named Nolan Gorman who's just putting up these huge numbers. Cardinals fans are really calling for him to get a call up. He's an infielder who could come up and do something. He already has 11 home runs at AAA Memphis to start the season, so they may get even more hitting once they do call this guy up. They are a formidable team. I don't really know what happened this weekend against the Diamondbacks, but it's a 162-game season, and that happens, and they were able to get a win on Sunday to wrap up that series. I think the Cardinals are a really, really good team, and I think they're going to be right there with the Brewers when all is said and done. I'm right there with you. I do think that the Cardinals are going to be in for a relatively solid run here this season. And to your point, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't think that they're going to be by any means competing for the postseason, but that bullpen has been relatively solid for them. They've been a little bit more frisky than we were anticipating. And Matt, I know that you do a terrific job of just taking a look at the game of baseball in general. You do great work pre and post game work for the Milwaukee Brewers. And you mentioned the podcast that you wind up doing as well. You're able to find that where we find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. List goes on and on. I know that you're going to be very busy this MLB season. So let the good people at home know us all on tap for you. And now people are able to follow along since I know that Milwaukee Bucks playoff action is actually going to be having you on a couple of different outlets 
splits these next few weeks as well with regards to your pre and post game work. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I do the post game show. I do some pre game shows. I do all the post game shows for the Brewers. We're generally on WTMJ when the Bucks are playing. So like on Sunday, we were on uh, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Tuesday, we'll be on ESPN Milwaukee. And then all those uh, post game shows do get posted on my podcast feed that I mentioned uh, where like the Joe West interview and some other things are. So I always let people know on the Twitter account where we're at, where the shows can be found at Matt Pauley on air. That's the best way to uh, kind of follow along. And Matt does absolutely amazing work. He does great work out there in the wonderful state of Wisconsin, following the Milwaukee Brewers, and just is a man that knows his baseball, comes on this podcast quite a bit during the season, always delivers the goods much like he did today. So big thanks to Matt for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. They give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family of Podcasts, and it is always a pleasure to get Matt Pauly on the show. He does absolutely amazing work with Brewers pre- and post-game work over there at 620 WTMJ out there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Guy is a wealth of baseball knowledge, comes on this podcast quite a bit during the season, and 
always brings it. So a big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MOB Monday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore 81. Going to be going in Las Vegas station, or this is merely National League games first. Then the American League games are one interleague game between the Royals and the Cardinals. That is going to be at the bottom, even though it is the earliest game since it is an interleague game. So that's the way that we wind up going about things. So let's get things started. 901-902 on the betting board. The Arizona Diamondbacks hit third face off against the Miami Marlins. One Pablo Lopez is going to be on the bump for Miami. And Zach Gallen going to be going for the D-backs. D-backs are finding themselves as underdogs, anywhere between plus 130 and plus 120. Meanwhile, with the fish, anywhere between minus 138 and minus 145 is your price, 7 is your total. Under is minus 120 to minus 125, and the over is anywhere between even and plus 105. I wound up setting my total at a 6.4, so I'm looking at the under with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have been able to get a little bit more offense generated, and a lot of this is due to the home run ball as... Christian Walker and Dalton Varsho between the two of these gentlemen. They've got nine home runs, so they've been able to do a solid job there. But going into the weekend, the Arizona Diamondbacks hitting a buck 81 for the year. That is the lowest mark in all of baseball. Seth Beer, hooray, Beer. He's got a 350 on base. But you just take a look at the team and Nick Ahmed, who wound up entering into Sunday with 19 at bats. Only guy on the team hitting really above a 275. And you only have one guy in Paven Smith outside of him that was hitting above a 250. And well, after that, you don't have a single guy hitting above a 211. So there's a big giant fall off. And for the Miami Marlins, this is a team that has a little bit of rough hitting as well. You've seen a few of your notable guys like Avicio Garcia, Miguel Rojas, along with Ore Soler, all up below 200 to begin the season. But you have been able to have Soler and Asu Sanchez both give you three home runs. Jez Chislam has been a little bit banged up this season. He's been able to give you four home runs. Joey Wendell's been able to hit 300. And you do have Asu Aguiar last season. Was actually towards the top of the National League in terms of RBI. And he is back for this team. And Zach Gallon is going to be facing his former team in the Miami Marlins. There was a trade a few seasons ago. And Gallon's off to a terrific start. One earned run surrendered in 15 innings across three starts this season. That's against the Mets twice and the Dodgers. So he has faced very good lineups and has been able to get the job done. Pablo Lopez somehow is a better ERA. In four starts, he's given up one run, and that one run wound up coming in the first start of the season against the San Francisco Giants on the road. Both of these guys have been absolutely incredible to begin the season. That said, I've got a little bit more faith here in this Miami Marlins bullpen. You do take a look at the Diamondbacks, and Mark Melanson is on the injured list. Keenan Middleton, Caleb Smith... Both of these guys wound up getting used up along Taylor Widener, all for 13-plus pitches yesterday, so that is a little bit of an issue. With the Miami Marlins, you do wind up bringing in a pair of guys in Cole Solzer and Tanner Scott from the Baltimore Orioles to be able to revamp things. You've got the Anthonys, Anthony Bass, Anthony Bender. Both of these guys are able to do a relatively solid job, and pretty much all these guys are going to be available in this game. You do have a guy in Gallon who he does give up a little bit more than three walks per nine innings, so that's a little bit of an issue for this team, but I will say both of these guys, Lopez, Gallon, they've both been able to command well. Got both of these guys getting right around nine strikeouts per nine innings. I think it's going to be a very well-pitched game. I did wind saying this total at a 6.4, so I'm looking under, but with the Miami Marlins, set them as a minus 148 favorite. They back up Lopez with a better lineup and a little bit of a better bullpen. I'm not going to want to take a run line because I think that this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm going to be taking a look at the money line of the fish, and I'm going to be looking under. 903-904 on the betting board. Currently no numbers for this game as we've got the Atlanta Braves and the New York Metropolitans doing battle. It's Chris Bass as you look, line and sinker for the Mets. And Max Fried is going to be on the bump 
for the Bravos, and I wound up setting my total at a 6.8, so 6.5 or lower looking over, 7 or higher to the under, and with the Braves, I made them a plus 118 underdog. I know that we were talking with Ben Wilson on this podcast a few days ago. Max Fried seems to always have a little bit of regular season struggles, first two to three starts of the season, and then reigns it in. Last two starts, has been able to rein it in. He's went a combined 13 innings, giving up one run, but take a look on the other side for Chris Bassett. Good start to the year for him. He has went with a 225 ERA across 24 innings in four starts. He has won at least six innings in all four of his starts this year. I'm pretty sure that he's the only guy in the big leagues that has won at least six innings in four-plus starts thus far. So he's been able to do a nice job. He'll be able to hold down the fort last year. Gave up less than a home run per nine innings. Two bombs give it up in 24 innings thus far this season. And you do take a look at the Mets lineup, and it is relatively impressive. You've had a lot of guys being able to get on base. We all know the power that is in the bat of Pete Alonso. I actually led all the big leagues with regards to home runs on the road last season. He and Francisco Lindor entered into Sunday Night Baseball with four home runs apiece. Lindor, along with Brandon Nimmo, both hitting about a 270 to a 285. You got Jeff McNeil doing a great job of getting on base. He and Mark Hanna both hitting above a 300. You've been able to have a little bit of production out of Eduardo Escobar as well. He's been able to hit right around a 250. The Mets bullpen has been a little bit more shaky this year. Aaron Loop, now the fold for the team, Jersey Familia, wound up actually going to the team that they wound up facing yesterday in the Philadelphia Phillies. And for the Atlanta Braves, you do still have A.J. Minter, Tyler Mancic. Both of these guys are able to do a relatively solid job for you. But for the Atlanta Braves, they did wind up having to use up quite a bit of their bullpen yesterday because Kyle Muller was only able to go two and two-thirds innings, so they did have to burn through Darren OJ along with Jesse Chavez, so that is a little bit of an issue, but good news for the Braves. You do have Ronald Acuna Jr. back with full water returning for that series against Texas. Austin Riley has been terrific for this team. Six home runs. He's hitting a 275. Ozzy Albies has six home runs. Only hitting a 205, but power's been there. Travis Demright, he's been able to give you a little bit of pop. He's hitting well above a 300. The catcher spot in general in William Contreras along Travis Arnaud. They've been able to get the job done, and Marcelo Zuna has come back from suspension and looked relatively solid. This is a little bit of a pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in New York, and I do think that you've got two of the better pitchers in the NL East going at it as well. So I did wind up saying my total as a result at a 6.8 and wound up making the Mets a minus 118 favorite. So minus 117 or less will take the Mets and a 6 half or lower looking over, 7 or higher to the under. 9-5, 9-6 on the banging board. The Chicago White Sox going to be playing us the LA Angels. Patrick Sandoval is going to be going for the Halos and Dylan Cease and Decease is going to be on the bump for the White Sox. White Sox are finding themselves in between minus 115 and minus 122 favorites. And you're finding the LA Angels anywhere between minus 105 and plus 112 with your total on this game, 8. Under saying between minus 115 and minus 125. The over saying between minus 105 and plus 105. Seeing a straight 7.5 out there as well. That over is minus 120 and the under is even. I do wind up saying my total at a 7.8. So here at the 8s, I'm going to be taking a look at an under if we wind up getting a decently juiced 7.5. That would be my buy point on and over. And I do think that there is a chance that we do wind up seeing a couple seven halves out there. And I'm hoping so because I would love to be able to take a seven half over after what we wound up seeing yesterday. And that you wound up having the game be a relatively low scoring one up until the ninth inning. And then you wind up seeing a big giant explosion. So both teams did wind up having to burn through quite a bit of their bullpen with Rossio Iglesias and Ryan Tapera having to come out of the bullpen of the LA Angels. And for the Chicago White Sox, Dallas Keuchel wound up starting yesterday, so you did wind up having to burn through quite a few arms 
with that regard as well for the White Sox. Liam Hendricks has been dealing with a little bit of an injury. Kendall Graben has been relatively solid, but for the White Sox, entering into Sunday, they were hitting as a collective a 212. That went up with their 12 hits yesterday, but still, it has been a bottom eight lineup in the big leagues thus far this season as Luis Robert, along with Yasmani Grandal, Adam Engel, Jose Abreu, Lori Garcia, Reese McGuire, Josh Harrison, all hitting a 220 or lower. As a matter of fact, the only guy that wound up seeing it at bat that wound up leaving with batting average above a 235 yesterday, Tim Anderson, and for the Angels, the guys around Shohei Otani, along with Mike Trout, have been able to do a solid job, and Trout himself, six home runs, 41 on base, he's been terrific, Taylor Ward had three home runs in that Guardian series, he's hitting a 4-iron, Jack Mayfield is hitting a 3-iron, Joe Adele is setting fire to the rain, he's hitting about a 242, he's got a trio of home runs for this team, David Fletcher has been a hot mess, but you've got a lot of guys being able to get on base for this LA Angels team, and you do take a look at the two starting pitchers, Patrick Sandoval has been relatively solid for the LA Angels, he did not deserve the 3-6 and six record, they wound up getting last season as he wound up having right around a 380 RA and three starts has yet to allow an earned run. He's given up two unearned runs, but in terms of earned runs, none whatsoever. Swing and miss stuff is there. 20 punch outs and 15 innings as far as the season. And he had a better ERA on the road than he did at home last season. Meanwhile, you take a look at Dylan Cease and he's always been better at home than he has been on the road. You just take a look back to the 2021 campaign. Wound up having a 318 home ERA, road ERA, more around a 469. Thus far this year, his home ERA is half of what it is on the road as well. So it is continuing once again. I do have a little bit more faith here in the Angels being able to supply a little bit of power. But with that said, I also do have some shakiness with Patrick Sandoval and the LA Angels using up both of their trustworthy bullpen pieces. That is a little bit concerning as well. So I did set Mr. Cease as a minus 142 favorite. So I'm going to be willing to take the White Sox in this spot at an 8 like we're seeing right now. I'm looking under. If we wind up getting some seven halves, I'd be willing to take it over there. But right now, all I have access is to an 8. So an 8, looking under and looking at the White Sox. 9-7, 9-8 on the bang board. The Baltimore Orioles, they're going to be playing us the Minnesota Twins. Chris Paddock is going to be going for the Twins. And Tyler Wells is going to be on the bump for Baltimore. Total on this game is 8. The over and the under, anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115. With the Twins, it's anywhere between minus 145 and minus 155. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at the Orioles, it's anywhere between plus 135 and plus 140. I set the Minnesota Twins as a minus 151 favorite on the money line. And if you are taking a look at the run line, by the way, anything of pretty much a plus 115 or greater, I'd be willing to take it with the Minnesota Twins. Right now, we're finding it anywhere between a plus 105 and a plus 110. So right now, seeing the minus 145 that we got available, I'd be taking a look at the money line of the Minnesota Twins. We've been noticing that the Baltimore Orioles have been playing quite a few unders, and to their credit, the pitching has been really solid, but I just have to believe that there's going to be a little bit of regression when it comes to this bullpen. You take a look at these guys in the bullpen right now. Ore Lopez has actually been very solid, but Joy Kreeble has a sub-2 ERA. Paul Fry has actually been able to give this team a few innings recently. Felix Bautista, Brian Baker, these are guys that you don't necessarily want to have too much of a part of. And then with the Minnesota Twins, it's not like they're necessarily lighting the world on fire with regards to their bullpen. Ordeal Call is currently on the full dating. Columbia is someone that you're looking to for solid innings, but I do like Griffin Jacks being able to come in in a little bit of a longer role. And take a look at Chris Paddock for his start in Minnesota. So far, not necessarily too bad. Three starts. He has given up a combined six runs. No home runs, one walk. So he's not putting guys on cheaply. And he is facing off against a Baltimore Orioles team that, for one, you take a look at Camden Yards, and it is different this year. They did wind up stretching out the fences a little bit. So fewer cheap home runs. We are certainly seeing that as the Orioles entered into Sunday with 10 home runs. To put that into perspective, Anthony Rizzo had nine all by himself. Anthony Santander, the only guy that wound up entering into Sunday with more than two home runs. 
home runs. And you just take a look at this Orioles lineup. You did not have a single guy going into Sunday that was hitting above a 250 outside of Austin A's. Austin A's has been solid. Everyone else hitting a 247 or less. It is absolutely insane. Guys like Brian McKenna, Ramon Urias, Runet Odor, Robinson Torinos. I mean, all these guys. They've just not necessarily been able to come through. And then you do take a look at the Minnesota Twins. And this is a team that's coming in pretty hot with the bat. They wound up scoring a combined 18 runs in their last two contests. They've been able to put up at least a five spot. And now five out of their last, actually six out of their last seven games. So it has been going very well for them. Luis Arias along Gio Urshela. Both of these guys are hitting close to a 300. Byron Buxton, despite the fact that he has missed six games this season, he has been one of the most impactful players out there in the big leagues. And that shows when he's out there. Seven home runs already this season for him. Now, you've got to feel like Ore Polanco is going to be able to pick it up. He's been off to a little bit of a rough start, but Carlos Correa, he was able to lock in in that series against the Rays, and to the credit of Polanco, even with him hitting just a buck ninety-five, he still has been able to supply 12 RBI for this team. Even someone like Gilberto Sestino has been able to come through, give this team a couple good at-bats, Kyle Garlic as well, so Got a lot of guys that are supplying for this Minnesota Twins team. And then Tyler Wells is someone that began his career out there in the bullpen. Not necessarily given a lot of length. Five innings or fewer in each of the team's four starts. Four innings or fewer in three of them. Has given up three home runs and four walks in 13 innings thus far. And then I do think that Chris Paddock, with the way that he just does not wind up putting guys on cheaply, that is going to be a little bit of a tough go over here for Baltimore. So I am going to be willing to lay the money line here with the Minnesota Twins. I do think that it's going to be another low-ish scoring game. I did wind up saying my total at 8.2. I just think that we've run a little bit too low with these totals in general, especially with the way that the Twins are playing on offense, but that said, I really don't want to take a run line here, only being able to get a plus 110, so I'm going to lay the minus 145 money line here with the Twins, and I'm looking over. 909-910 on the betting board is the DK Nation pick. The New York Yankees at the road face off against the Toronto Blue Jays. Ross Stripling is going to be going for the Jays, and Jordan Montgomery is going to be on the bump for the Yankees. The Yankees are finding themselves anywhere between minus 108 and minus 118. Meanwhile, if you take a look at the Toronto Blue Jays, it is anywhere between minus 105 and plus 108 with your total. Anywhere between 8 and 8.5. On the 8, overs minus 120, the unders even. On the 8.5, unders minus 120, and the over is even. The DK Nation pick is going to be on the side, and it is going to be on the side of the Blue Jays. I wound up setting them as a minus 125 favorite. I feel like many people are quick to forget the fact that you've got a former all-star starter for the Blue Jays in Ross Stripling, who has looked relatively solid this year. He's won a combined 15 innings. He has issued four walks, no home runs, 360 ERA. Actually began the season coming out of the bullpen. He has now made three starts, given up a combined four runs in those three starts. Two of those were against the Red Sox and the Houston Astros, so he's looked very solid there. And then you take a look at what he's been able to do pretty much throughout his career at home. It's been a little bit interesting as last season he wound up having a 4-1-2 ERA at home. 574 ERA on the road, giving up 11 home runs at 59 innings at home. So he does wind up giving up our contact, but opponent's batting average falls by 41 points. And then you do take a look at Jordan Montgomery, and he has been pretty consistent home to road. You take a look at what he wound up doing during the 2021 season, and as a matter of fact, he had a little bit of a lower ERA on the road. He did wind up giving up 10 home runs in 88 innings, so he kept the ball in the yard right around 9 strikeouts per 9 innings. Opponents did 260 off of him compared to a 237 at home, but was able to do a good job of being able to limit the hard contact. But you take a look at the way that the Blue Jays have been pitching recently, and it's been relatively impressive. They did wind up giving up that 11 spot to the Houston Astros, but past that, they have given up two runs or fewer in now three out of their last four games, and got a bullpen that 
It's not great, but at the same time, it's relatively solid. Trevor Richards is able to give you multiple innings, and Stripling probably only going to go about five or so innings, so you are probably going to need Yimi Garcia to give you an inning. Adam Simber has been relatively reliable for this team, and you've got to believe that this is a Blue Jays lineup that it's going to be able to bust out. George Springer wound up hitting multiple home runs in that series against the Astros. You've got Boba Shedd, who's starting to get it going as well. He's had two home runs in the last eight days. He's only hitting a 215, but you know that it's coming with him. Lourdes Gurriel, Vlad Guerrero Jr., both hitting a 275 Greater Guerrero Jr. We all know the pop that he has in the bat. Six home runs this season. Santiago Espinal is able to get on base as well. And then you do take a look at the New York Yankees. It's been one of the top offenses out there in all baseball. And a big reason why Anthony Rizzo. He entered into Sunday with nine home runs. Put that into perspective. He had more home runs all by himself than the Detroit Tigers entering into Sunday. Aaron Judge, he's got eight home runs. He wound up belting out a pair yesterday. Josh Donaldson has been a little bit rough to get going. He, Jose Trevino, both inning at 208. Tim LaCastro has been a little bit rough. And then just got a guy in Joey Gallo that should not be on a lineup right now. I mean, he just has been striking out too much. But Miguel Andujar actually looked halfway decent in the game that we wound up seeing against the Kansas City Royals in the series in general. So that's relatively solid. And for the Yankees, this is a good bullpen, but it did wind up getting used up quite a bit on Sunday as well. You wind up seeing Michael King, Araldis Chapman, both throw 16 pitches. You do still have a guy that you're able to utilize, like Awandi Peralta, Lucas Lukey, could wind up coming back in this game as well. Jonathan Blaisga has been solid. Miguel Castro is someone I do like as well. But with that said, I like the way that the Blue Jays are able to play at home. And sometimes you wind up having a guy or two that can't wind up digging the field out there in the country of Canada due to COVID-19 protocols as well, so that always plays a little bit of a factor. Did wind up saying my total at an 8.3. I'm taking a look at the 8.5s under personally right now because the only 8 that I'm seeing is at DraftKings and I don't have access to DraftKings out here in Nevada, so looking at an 8.5 under, but the DK Nation pick is on the Blue Jays, set them as a minus 125 favorite, so getting a plus price here, that appeals to me. So look at Jays and looking 8.5 under. 9.11, 9.12 on the betting board. Houston Astros is going to be playing on the Seattle Mariners. One Marco Gonzalez is going to be going for the Mariners, and Jake Odorizzi is going to be on the bump for Houston. Houston's anywhere between minus 119 and minus 122 in terms of how big of a favorite they are with the Mariners getting anywhere between even money and plus 112 with your total 8.5. On the 8.5, unders anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. The overs anywhere between even and minus 105. And when it comes to the Seattle Mariners, I did wind up setting them at a plus 133. So we're going to be taking a look at the Houston Astros in this spot with Jake Odorizzi. It's been a little bit of a hot mess to start off the year for him. He's posted up at 6 ERA, 15 innings pitch, has given up 8 walks. So the walks per 9 rate is hovering right around about a 4-8-ish. That's something that he does need to rein it in a little bit on. He has given up 4-plus runs in 2 out of his last 3 starts. But also, you just don't know what you're going to get out of Marco Gonzalez. Wound up having to leave after, I believe that he wound up taking a ball off his wrist against the Tampa Bay Rays. And he wound up only being able to get one out in that start. From all indications, he looked fine in a bullpen session, but he himself has not looked great this year. He's given up 14 runs and 14 innings. Now, only six of them have been earned, but he has also given up four home runs. This is always a guy that winds up giving up relatively hard contact. Now, with Marco Gonzalez, he does a good job of being able to hold it down. Doesn't give out too many walks. He's only given out four thus far this season, but you do have an Astros team that I think that they're going to be able to bust out with the bat. They're only hitting at 214 this season, despite the fact that they're still one of the best teams and not striking out in the big leagues. You are dealing with an injury to Jose Altuve, but you've got to feel like Alex Bregman, Jeremy Pena, both of these guys running at 230 or lower, along with Yoli Gurriel. They're going to be able to pick it up a little bit. Michael Brantley, he's been solid for this team. He's hitting at 275, has missed the last few days, so that's been a little bit of an issue. But Jordan Alvarez, after he missed a little bit of time, he's back, and he's back in full force. Six home runs, 
It's on base percentage is right around a 350. Kyle Tucker along Jeremy Pena. Both of these guys, four home runs. Shaz McCormick has been able to get on base for the team as well. Now with the Astros, the bullpen has had some issues as you've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Ryan Presley and now Christian Javier has went from the bullpen to being a starter, which should have been there to start with. But with that said, I do think that you're going to be able to get a little bit of length if needed out of someone like a Seth Martinez. Parker Mushinski is not someone that I necessarily have a lot of faith in, but you do take a look at the Seattle Mariners as well. It is a team that they've been a little bit up and down with regards to the Brats. You've got Ty France, who has been amazing for this team. He's hitting a 333, five home runs, 21 RBI. It's been a, incredible to take a look at J.P. Crawford. He's hitting a 372 right now. Tom Murphy out there at the catcher spot has been rock solid, but Abraham Toro, the former Astro, along Jesse Winker, Gerald Kellnick, all these guys running a 200 or lower, and Eugenio Suarez. He's starting to sink down a little bit with his batting average as well. Adam Frazier, not much of a power guy. He's hitting a 250, so you need a little bit more there now with the Seattle Mariners. Bullpen is always relatively solid for this team. Diego Castillo sometimes leaves you holding your breath, but you're able to get good innings out of some like an Anthony Machevich, Paul Sewell, Drew Seconder. These guys are relatively solid for the team, but I just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of Marco Gonzalez, a guy that winds up giving up a lot of hard contact facing off against Houston Astros. That is not necessarily a good combination. So as a result, I did wind up setting my total at an 8.7 here at the 8.5. I'm looking over. And with the Astros, we're going to lay up to minus 133, so going to be laying the Astros to go along with this total over. 9.13, 9.14 on the main board, the Tampa Bay Rays. In third face off against the Oakland A's, Dalton Jeffries is going to be going for the A's. Andrew Rasmussen it's going to be going for the Rays. The Rays are finding themselves anywhere between minus 147 and minus 155 favorites. Plus price here on the A's is anywhere between plus 130 and plus 141 with seven-year total. Unders minus 120 and the over is even with the Oakland A's. I needed a plus 163 to be able to take a shot on them now. Dalton Jeffries has really impressed me this season. Someone who is doing for some regression because you do take a look at the ERA compared to the fielding independent. 326 ERA fielding independent is Brian Sire, so it's a little bit of an issue. He has given up five walks in 19 and a third innings. He's not going to put guys on cheaply, but he's not much of a swing and miss guy. 12 punch outs in 19 and a third innings. Balls just have not found holes that have been batted against him. And then you take a look at Drew Rasmussen. He's been solid for the Rays ever since he became a starter in late August of last season. As a sub-2-5 ERA, he is someone that has given up three runs or fewer in each out of his first four starts this season. And his last two starts has not allowed a home run in either of them. 13 strikeouts across nine innings. So, does a good job of being able to get those swings and misses. And as we know, this is a Tampa Bay Rays team that they do a solid job with their bullpen. Now, they did wind up having to use up quite a few bullpen pieces over the last few days against the Minnesota Twins. But, fortunately for them, they had Robert Duggar come in. And he just wound up eating five and a third innings for Josh Fleming yesterday. So, that means that J.P. Fireisen. Andrew Kittrich, these guys, they rely upon out there in the bullpen of the Rays, even at Jalen Beeks, if you need a little bit of length. They're going to be all good to go, and you do take a look at this Rays team. They are hitting as a collective at 240 with Wanda Franco along with Andy Diaz headlining this. Both of these guys sitting right around a 300-ish with a 444 on base for Andy Diaz. You've been able to get a little bit of power out of Brandon Lau. Three home runs, even though he's hitting just a buck 81. You've got four bombs from Wanda Franco, and then you take a look at Mike Zanino. He's hitting right around a one -er. That's been ghastly bad for this team, and Randy Oroz Arena hitting just a 210 with zero home runs. That has been very surprising. You know that he's going to be able to get online. And then you do take a look at the flip side and what you're able to get out of this Oakland A's team. And it's just an A's lineup that in general has not been able to hit. Going into Sunday, they had been held at two runs or fewer in eight out of their last 11 games. And despite that, they were five and six in that stretch. But you take a look at the starting lineup that Wanda King tried it out there for Sunday. You wound up having three guys are hitting a 250 or better. Tony Kemp has been able to do a solid job, but be able to reach base. Sheldon Noisy sitting above a 300. He's been able to do a nice job. 
being able to supply a little bit of hard contact. He's got a pair of home runs, 13 RBI, so he has been solid. John Murphy's been able to give you four home runs, but he's only hitting about a 215 as well. Seth Brown is sitting below the Mendoza line of 200. They do have Chad Pinder back in the fold, but also for the Oakland A's because James Caprillion going to wind up giving you two innings. They did wind up having to use a lot of guys out there in the bullpen like a Justin Grimm, and a lot of these guys are not necessarily too great. I do like Danny Jimenez and Adam Kolarik. Sam Mall is able to give you some okay innings, but A.J. Puck is a little bit up and down as well. So I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that it should be a little bit of a lower scoring game, but I do think that the Rays are going to be able to get to the Oakland A's. I have kept in mind the fact that ball just doesn't travel in Oakland as much with a marine layer during the nighttime, so I do wind up saying my total more around a 7.2, 7.3-ish, so going to be looking over on 7, though I don't think it's going to be necessarily a slugfest, and with the Rays, set them as a minus 163 favorite if you're looking at the run line of the Rays, you're finding that right around a plus 115. I was willing to take it at pretty much even money in this spot just because the juice is relatively empty on the money line, and I do think that they are going to be able to get to Jeffries in this spot. I would rather have a run line with the Rays. So, looking Rays run line, and I'm going to be taking a look at the over and wrap things up with 9.15, 9.16 on the betting board. The Kansas City Royals hit the road face off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Steven Metz is going to be going for the cards, and you've got Zach Greinke on the bump for Kansas City. The Royals are finding themselves as underdogs of any team plus 140 and plus 147. Meanwhile, with the Cardinals, it's anywhere between minus 152 and minus 167 half is your total. The under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The over is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. I did wind up saying my total at a 7.6. So this is the spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at and over because Zach Ranke is just not getting any swings and misses anymore. To call him a pitch of contact guy would be... Putting it very lightly, six strikeouts in 22 innings across four starts now. To his credit, only three walks, so you're not going to be able to get on with a free pass off of him, but boy, oh boy, he has given up the contact, and then you do take a look at Steven Matson. It's been all up and down for him. He's got two starts in which he's given up at least four runs, and the other two starts against the Reds and the Brewers. Ten and two-thirds innings in those two starts with a combined one run, so you either get really good Steven Matz or you get really bad Steven Matz. You really don't get anything in between with him, and that's just really the way that he's always been throughout his career. You take a look at what he did outside of Toronto last season, though, and outside of Toronto, you wound up having a 9-4 record, 376 ERA since he was with the Blue Jays last season, giving up right around one home run per nine innings, his walks per nine rate that was hovering right around two and a half, and you do take a look at the St. Louis Cardinals team. They were able to come back and get a nice resurgent win yesterday with a four spot in the seventh inning, and this is a very solid lineup. Nolan Arenado, six home runs, 368 batting average. You've been able to have Paul Goldschmidt, who wanted getting the day off yesterday. He's been able to do a solid job getting on base. He's hitting north of a 275 now. Umando Sosa, Paul DeYoung, Dylan Carlson, hitting a buck 75 or less is a little bit of an issue, but Harrison Bader, he's got a 340 on base. Even Albert Poole, someone who's a little bit long in the tooth. 265 batting average. He's been able to supply a pair of home runs for this team. And this is a St. Louis Cardinals bullpen that has been one of the better ones out there in the big leagues. Ryan Elsley is able to give you good innings. Giovanni Gallegos as well. Genesis Cabrera is back after he wanted to deal with a little bit of an injury. Nick Wickering coming over from Cleveland. He has been solid. And for the Kansas City Royals, to their credit, you do have a guy in Josh Stamont, who I've always liked him out there in the bullpen. Scott Barlow, Jake Brantz are always relatively reliable, though both of those guys have been dealing with some ailments. you got to figure that at least one of them going to be unavailable, especially Barlow wound up pitching yesterday. Dylan Coleman was used for 20 pitches yesterday, so it is a little bit of a tired Royals bullpen after they wound up having to use a lot of their trustworthy arms yesterday. Joel Payampas could wind up coming back in this game, and you do have Amir Garrett, but he's someone that wound up having a 6 ERA last season, so that's a little bit shaky, and you do take a look at this Royals lineup, and it is one that is a little bit of a hot mess. Salvador Perez 
you know that he's going to be able to give you power thus far this season. He has been able to supply the boom with five home runs, but really nobody past that is able to go yard for you. Now, I will say, and Olivares, Cam Gallagher, they're both hitting a 300 or better, and Andrew Benatendi hitting a 365, but you need more out of Whitmerfield, along with Salvador Perez, who I mentioned a little bit earlier. You're able to throw in there Michael A. Taylor, Bobby Witt Jr., all these guys hitting a 220 or lower. That is a little bit of an issue for this team, so I did want to make my total 7.6. Cardinals have been one of the best over teams at home this season, as seven out of their last nine home games have wound up going over the total. I think that that trend winds up continuing, and for the St. Louis Cardinals, on the money line, I made them a minus 168. If you're taking a look at the run line, you're able to find that anywhere between a plus 130 and a plus 135. I think above a plus 125, I was willing to take a shot with the way that the Royals have been running. I do think that there's a good shot that the Cardinals can cover this run line, even with being at home. I'm going to reduce the juice. I'm going to take that Cardinals run line, and I'm looking over, and that will wrap things up. For the Monday edition of the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast, big thanks to Matt Polly. Does pre- and post-game work over there with 620 WTMJ, official flagship station of the Milwaukee Brewers. If you do like what you're in from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at your one Keep in mind, letters ZM. Naming does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, and that means I'm coming at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.